1: Hello everybody, Darrell Owens, Legacy Maker Sports Network, and we are back for one on one. And today, we on episode 10, I got my man, Mr. <laughs> Michael Bish of Netflix Life, and of course, uh, formerly of Fox Sports, he, he's a journalist for Fox Sports. Mike, I'm so glad to have you on, man. How you doing, brother?
2: I'm doing good, man. Doing it as best as I can. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I've been looking forward to coming on these on this one-on-one. I was like, man, seeing Durrell doing what he's doing with these one-on-ones and what everybody's doing at Legacy Maker, man. It, it's truly incredible what you all are doing, and I'm uh, I'm just excited to be here.
1: Uh, look, man, we're glad to have you. And I, I know I've told the story six trillion times, but I'll tell it one more time for those who don't know. You know, I'll never forget it. October 28th, 2016. <laughs> I get a phone call from my man, well, it was a couple days before, but I get a phone call from my man, Mike. He's like, hey, man, Cody Stewart, who's now on the network with us, he's like, man, Cody can't do it. I need you. I said, bro, so you don't know how excited I was that day where I, I sat there for three days and I studied my butt off to be ready for Mike's show on um, the MC Sports Report. I was like, I'm going to do my best. And just being on there with Mike, man, Mike showed me the way gave me gave me a lot of advice uh you know show me some things on how to set up a podcast and said Darell, you'd be surprised man and and he gave me the bug i mean i've always wanted to do it but he gave me the bug and the jump start to help, you know, create what is, you've seen the last couple of years. So always grateful brother. And you know- and you're truly killing appreciative. Uh, hey you're man, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, let's yeah. get this thing started, man. It's one-on-one. Let's talk a little bit about how's your life been going since the beginning of yeah. COVID. I mean, COVID has, obviously the pandemic, everything. It's been a lot going on in these last three months uh, from COVID to, to George Floyd, to, to yeah. protests, to riots, to, I mean, you name it it's happened. Uh, we've seen people, uh, you know, we've lost a lot of big time people in this world and it's just been crazy six months to start 2020. But how's, how have you handled the pandemic? How have things been going for you?
2: I've handled it, you know, as best as I can, man. Um, I'm obviously, I'm thankfully uh, still employed, uh, still working full time. So thankful for that. I know there's people out there that, you know, aren't that lucky as i am so uh obviously grateful for that and grateful for my health um you know i've been you know wearing my mask doing everything that i can to stay healthy and continue to stay healthy um but you know with COVID-19, man, I think, uh, I don't know if this, you know, where things are going to go with this, you know, if there's going to be a second wave or how long it's going to be around, if there'll be an antibiotic or, you know, anything like that. Um, you know, I think it's just a new way of of living life, um, that everybody needs to get uh, used to and adjusted to. Um, and that's really all all that I've been doing, man. I've, I've just been staying healthy and doing my part, uh, and making sure the people around me stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, it's been a wild time. I mean, I think we all can, uh, we can all attest to that. And you're
1: right, man, just trying to stay healthy, trying to keep yourself going and trying to be safe. I'm gonna tell you one thing I can't wait to happen. The mask, bruh, if I have to keep wearing a mask, I'm gonna have to burn. Man. I mean, it is driving me insane. I mean, some people just don't even care, like, man, bump that mask. But, you know, at, at my, uh, you know, other occupation, I have to wear the mask and it is a, it is a drag.
2: Same here. It, and it sucks, man, because uh, it, 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 when I first started wearing it, it really messed with my beard. Yes. And under, my, oh. and under my beard. And I remember when when the barbershop reopened and I went back for the first time, I'm like, I got to get my beard cut a little a little uh, a little lower <laughs> this time. And unfortunately, that did not help. The mask is still bothering me to the fullest. So, yeah, man, if we can get to a point where we can ditch those masks, that would be uh, that'll be great. I think that's probably bothered me more than anything uh oh yeah uh, and
1: and and, and it's the same thing it's the it's the beard it's the beard like i think what happens as soon as i put the mask on this happens the beard pushes up i got mustache hair in my lip and and the whole time i'm like i'm like only trying to get everything out it's the worst thing ever bro and and the worst man i think the other thing that makes it bad is that i get i got allergies so with the mask on, I feel like my nose starts running. I'm, I'm like, my nose is stuffed up. I'm like, what is yeah. this? I said, I might as well just have the bad boy off, but. Got to be safe, you know. Got to be safe, you know. All yeah, that. You got
2: to follow the protocols, man. Dang. <laughs> ain't trying to get, to, ain't to get beat up out here. No, my, I, uh, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was actually in sheets the other day. I had uh, my mask, on. I had my mask on. You know, following the right protocols, and I was standing in line, and I thought I was far enough from the person in front of me, and she turned around and she was like. Can you back up, please? <laughs> like, no argument, no, no nothing. Bruh. It kind of shocked me. Kind of shocked me, but I was like, "Yeah, I back up." Yes, ma'am.
1: You got it. Ball out. I apologize. Well, I did. I'll never do it again. <laughs> well, I did, So it's it's yeah. wild, man. It's it's definitely been a wild time. But it's it's funny watching people. Kind of like try to be conscious about it, like oh I'm sorry or they're trying to move to the side and they're trying to be safe and at least you care about some people some people don't come care they just come up to you and be like hey where yeah. you going I'm like whoa bro okay take a step back but nevertheless never
2: man. never look at a doorknob the same again
1: right you're like everybody's got like the uh, hands and like
2: Yep. <laughs> and obviously you can see I'm bad about touching my face but yeah I mean but you I mean hard.
1: but it's hard I mean you. You know how many times you touch your face or t- your your hands touch your mouth? You know, in your lifetime, you never really realized you did it. Now, every time you like,
2: oh man, man not...
1: <laughs> you got to take a second guess. You are like, I don't know what I just did. I don't know what I just did.
2: So yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's wild, crazy. man. <laughs> and everything else going on too. You know, with everything in Richmond and you know mm. throughout the country, it's um, it's you know, I don't know if you were going to touch on that, but I wanted to touch on that. No, no, most um, definitely obviously it's a it's a tough time um and obviously it 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 sucks it took this long and and, you know the death of george floyd and and many other african-americans for us to get to this point but i think Mm -hmm. we're witnessing history right now yeah um throughout this country i think there had there hasn't i know in my lifetime and probably in your lifetime i feel like the eye so many eyes and ears are open right now not only um obviously throughout the country um But throughout the world, Uh, you see all the protests going on overseas and things like that. And I think this is a very pivotal time for us. I think so many um, White ears and eyes are open for the first time. And like I said, it's unfortunate that it's taken this long to get here, Um, but it's good that we are here. Um, And I think our voice is very powerful. our actions are very powerful. Um, and I think is if we can c- continue to, to move in the right direction of using our voice and not letting people push us aside and um, you know uh, and when I say us people who are fighting for you know um, equal rights and standing right. up for equal rights for the African-American community, um, times have changed and uh, there people need to listen. I mean as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a really good thing to see to a point to see
1: like people like I talked about this in episode now with uh, Raphael It's just it's nice to finally see uh, people that's, uh, you know, above starting to say, OK, you know, we get it now. I mean, it, it, it's terrible that it took that long um, to, um, mm-hmm. you know, to get it. I think the only thing that makes me a little bit weary is I don't want things handed uh, to us. I, I want, I want people to, uh, at least look and say, Hey man, you, you know, your merits, everything you've done, you know, you worked hard, you did this. I, I want that to continue to happen. I don't, I don't, I, I get a little nervous sometimes. I think oh, I don't want to see like, Oh, hand-me-downs or we're going to do this to try to make you feel better and try to get forget to make you forget about things. I want, uh, you know, to pe- for people you know that are you know up there to say hey you know I'm looking at it this person is this this person is that you know and you want to you want to be treated equally I want to be treated
2: and equally that's and what I, you I, want that's what the African community wants and like I said I've said in, in uh, posts that I've made on Instagram and Facebook I'll never know what it's like to to be black in America and I, you know I recognize that I have a privilege as a white man. And with that privilege, I plan on using my voice and, and speaking out and, and doing everything that I can to help my brothers and my sisters and my friends and my f- people that I consider family right. um, of that American community to, to make sure that they get these equal rights that they so desperately deserved over hundreds of years.
1: Well, I feel like we're getting closer and I, I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna be, I am going to. like what I've been seeing on for the most part. Uh, and seeing these you know people out there you know doing their thing and, and trying to make positive change, and as long yeah, as we keep absolutely. making the positive change, I think we can get to where we need to be, um, you know, as a country. Uh, now, Mike, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Netflix Life. You you started up in Netflix Life, man. I mean, you've had some phenomenal articles out. Uh, tell us how did you get into Netflix Life, and what made you you know make that leap into the uh, the world of, of writing about uh, movies and shows and stuff like that
2: yeah um so obviously as you stated uh, i was with fox sports uh for a few years and obviously i enjoyed that i love sports and nothing ever changed um and as you know my favorite show netflix on netflix and pretty much is, is stranger things and that's right. something that i've been really addicted to you know you have your fans uh you have your marvel fans and you have your harry potter fans well i'm part of the stranger things fans and i just <laughs> i just I love 80s movies and the fact that that show, you know, was in the 80s or is based in the 80s. And, you know, I just I just captivated to it and and it drew me to that show and into that show. And I was like, man, I would I would love to write about this. So uh, I would say for the first six months, I applied to Netflix life three times and got Mm -hmm. denied all three times. Um, And I was like, I'm going to try one more time. and of course on that last last try you know the editor hit me back and he was like um you know i see you've been persistent with applying and this is something you really want you know i need you to come up with a 1200 word piece 1200 word article um on anything you want uh obviously dealing with movies or tv uh and send it to me and then you know, my team will review it. And so I did that and and they reviewed it. And, you know, I got in uh, starting right at the beginning of the year, like uh, beginning of February, I got in. Um, And like February 15th, I think is when I started. So I had half the month left. And I remember as soon as I got in, man, I just, uh, I ran with it. Um, The Aaron Hernandez documentary was um, all I did was write, you know, let people know that it it was coming out. Make sure you remember it's coming out. And right. I think that that right there had over two hundred thousand views just on that <laughs> article alone. And my first my first fifteen days with Netflix life, you know, I had over I wanna say right right around three hundred thousand views and editors wow. were just blown away. But obviously I couldn't do that without people sharing my work and, and right. reading my work. Um, So without the readers and the fans of Netflix and and my friends and family sharing my work, I never would have got there, never would have got those views. Um, And when you see those views come through and You know my first month there like i said the numbers that i produced and you know i won writer of the month for that month and i was only there for 15 days so (laughs) that was very very rewarding and obviously when you see that it makes you just want to you know strive to do better and to do more write better and um you know give the people what they want and i think that that's what i'm trying to do i haven't been able to reach those numbers again yet Um, but I have come very close to those numbers and it's just something I enjoy, man. I enjoy sitting back and putting my thoughts on paper, uh, or on the computer and, and seeing the reactions from people, um, online, whether they agree with me or not, um, I just love to see people reacting to my work and know that it's appreciated in, in one way or another. I think that's I think that goes a, a long way on that. I think a lot of people don't realize how important it is,
1: you know, in in the field of what we, we try to do on either end is that mm-hmm. when you see people appreciating, even if they were acting bad to it. You know, yeah. you said something enough to where people want to respond to it uh you've you've hit a nerve or you have found a way to uh kind of get them to embrace what you're trying to say and that's always what you want especially in the media field uh and if you can get it just a little bit you're like all right yeah all right I, I, i've done my I mean, job
2: i was on i was on a high horse I'm not going to lie uh, <laughs> for a couple of months and then, you know, I've been brought down back to reality, but I'm still, I'm, I'm still writing like crazy and, you know, things are kind of slow right now because obviously COVID-19 production on pretty much every TV show and, and movie has been put to a halt. Right. Um, so things have been kind of slow over in Netflix life, but there have been some pretty good shows that dropped over the, you know, over the past few months so things are steady but uh i wish things were back to normal obviously yeah it'll it'll definitely get there
1: you know i I brought it up the last couple but you know that tiger king (laughs) that tiger king stuff like that it's been it's been a wild time i mean uh and i mean netflix is always you know for me i think everybody if you haven't peaked at netflix or doesn't have netflix in some form or fashion that's you know that's I mean that's where it is right there. So
2: yeah, uh, you know and for me and something else. I, I, and something else I like about us and our website is we also you know we write about Disney Plus, Hulu. we also write about all all of those things and just the things in the TV and movie world going on going on period. So mm-hmm. the platform is pretty big, um, but I like I said I'm just glad to be where I am and it's it's super fun and I, I really I really enjoy it.
1: Now of course you know we we talked a little bit about you being with Fox. Uh, and so your journalism blood, you know, does travel over to the sports world. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. and when, when you, and when you were in, uh, you know, when you were at Fox and you had those, you know, moments, well, your greatest sports, uh, journalism moment, that, that moment that made you just like, man, I I'm here. Like I, I, I did it. This is, this is, this is pretty special to me. What was that moment that, uh when you first realized that man, the journalism was in <clears> general, <throat> it's just good for me. Um,
2: well, I've been grateful uh, and blessed to cover many sporting events uh, when I was with Fox, but I think the first time where I, I really sat back and was like, wow, was um, Fox sent me up to DC to, to cover a Capitals game for the first time. And, um, you know, I, I write, it was my first time covering a sporting event, um, you know, an actual game, right. and I was just super shocked, super surprised how it worked um i didn't know how anything worked so i got there super <laughs> early as, as soon as the doors were able to or uh, were open to the media i went in and um you know i was the first one there it was an empty you know i'm in i'm in a capitals game a sold out capitals game and i'm the only really the only person other than people cleaning the ice and you know that are down right there and it's just like man i'm here Um, And then obviously after the game, I got to go down to the locker room and, you know, sitting there interviewing and Alex Ovechkin, TJ Oshie. I mean, that's just, that's just surreal in itself. I'm like, I'm sitting right, you know, face to face with one of the greatest hockey players to ever play. Uh, The best hockey player, in my opinion, that I've seen play. And obviously a year after I left Fox, they won the Stanley Cup Um, and they've been a strong team for years. So um, I remember the lunch that me and you went to with yeah, the Capitals yeah. players. <laughs> um, that was a lot yeah, of fun. man. I, I I would say I would say that, man. Um, you know, my would would be the Washington Capitals game that I covered, and just being able to talk to TJ Oshie and uh, Alex Ovechkin. That was like a really surreal moment for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I I definitely remember that lunch. We had a good time. We're still upset I left my hockey puck up there. Uh, you know, they they were supposed to send it to me. I'm still waiting on it. It's been three. Years. <laughs> it's been three years waiting on my puck. But no, it was definitely a great lunch. And uh, it it was a it was a lot of fun. It was good to be inside there watching the players. Going, that was my first um, ice hockey experience. Period. Uh, so it was, that was definitely an amazing time. Uh, but while we're on the topic of ice hockey, real quick, uh, what about your Flyers? I
2: mean, you, you know, you're a
1: big Flyers fan. And, and what are your thoughts on the Flyers right now? You know, especially with this 2014 playoff thing happening.
2: Uh, I'm, a, I'm excited. I am. Um, I'm nervous, though. I'm nervous for for any, for all my sports teams this year, just because of the COVID-19. Um, I, uh, but specifically, we are talking about the the Flyers. They were on such a roll um going into the playoffs and obviously um when teams are hot you want them to stay hot and most of the time for them to stay hot they got to play and they haven't (laughs) played uh for a few months now and um you know so i'm nervous i'm excited i'm nervous uh we have a first round bye so i'm excited about that um and man there's nothing like playoff hockey it's not my favorite sport like i love hockey i really do it's not my favorite sport to watch if i'm ranking them uh, but it's my favorite event. It's my favorite live sporting event to go to. Man, the energy is crazy, and there's nothing like playoff hockey. If you can get a game seven in an in in, oh. in NHL playoff hockey, man, it's there's nothing there's nothing like it. And but I'm excited, nervous, but uh, but excited. Yeah, my my Avalanche is. I think if the playoffs start and they didn't do the round
1: table round robin, I think my Avalanche they also have a bye. They are the two seed right now. <laughs> I, I mean until they do all uh, do the maneuvering around or whatever, but I'm glad they're in. They're they're a low key favorite. Uh, you know, they're one of yeah. the, the the shockers over it. I I'm not gonna get my I refuse to get my hopes up. I mean we haven't won since two thousand and one. Uh and you know, I became an Avalanche fan back in ninety-four, uh when they wow. were the Quebec Nordiques. Uh all <laughs> but all because of NHL ninety four. It's the only Team I played with on NHL '94. Nobody else. I was just the just a I, Quebec Nordiques.
2: I, I, I was a year old in '94.
1: <laughs> Seriously, oh man, I done told what? my age. Oh, sh- I was ten. So we know where we are. Wait, I was ten.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get sports back, and and you know we, we know we're getting hockey back. Um, NBA is is up in the air still. I believe right. Um, no, they have plans MLB is up in the air um, I saw today that they have a proposal and the players just got to agree agree to it so looks like we may be getting baseball back too, man I just want to get back to some normal I mean it's so weird not having sports around like it's it's like it's I can't even put it into words right now like my knees are shaking right now because I miss live action sports so much I mean the Jordan documentary helped obviously um, but Man. Even NASCAR, even NASCAR is giving a little bit of a bump. You know, for those who have not been—I
1: mean, I've watched NASCAR since I was a kid—but even NASCAR is giving us a little bit of a bump right now. So uh, it, it's yeah. it's it's in the forefront, and uh, they they've been making a lot of headlines all the way through. So it's been like it's just been nice to get something back.
2: Uh, yeah, NASCAR's you know. helped me. Uh, my my guy is uh, Chase Elliott, so he's he's been able to get a win, um, and then of course he's he's dropped a couple. Uh, finishing in second place or I mean I know there was one race that I was watching I can't remember where it was he decided to pit and didn't really work out so Uh, but yeah I mean NASCAR has worked you know it's 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 kept me above water I should say right Um, but you know just thinking about where we should be right now with the NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs it's kind of depressing but it's it's good to know there's a there there seem to be plans to get everything going back and NHL we know is coming back so Please, please, please.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk. now. we talked about about you know majority of teams, but we got to talk about the team that I know is nearest and dearest to your heart, the 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 Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this Philadelphia Eagles team last year, uh, you know, uh, you know, they had their ups, they had their downs. But give us a recap in your mind of that this this two thousand that two thousand nineteen two thousand twenty Eagles team. What were your thoughts on that team?
2: Injuries. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm really not somebody who like, who likes to to use the injury excuse and I'm, I'm not really going to here uh, because we were able to make the playoffs. Um, last year was a big year for me when it came to Carson Wentz. Like um, I'm a big supporter of Carson Wentz. I think he's a good quarterback, but um, I'd be lying if uh, I'd say I, I'm not nervous or wasn't nervous about his injury history. Um, obviously he made it through a full, regular season, but got concussed in the first few minutes of, of that playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks. So to see him get hurt, is very frustrating. I think the Eagles would have beat the Seahawks in that game. They almost beat them with Josh McCown. just um, yes,
1: true. <laughs>
2: yeah. And Josh McCown ended up having a, a, a torn hamstring that he played through, which is absolutely crazy, um, especially at his age. Um, but it was a big year for me for, for Carson Wentz. I think um, to see what, Carson did, and Doug Peterson did, and really that offense did with, um, I mean, you know, their three wide receivers were down. I mean, they were, they were working with practice squad players at, at receiver, and uh, Miles Sanders step up, stepped up big time, the rookie out of Penn State. Um, but to see Carson win pretty much four straight games to get into the playoffs, obviously that big game against the Dallas Cowboys for the division, uh, it was huge. Um, and you know, despite it being the Redskins and the Giants uh, that he did have to face, and those games were close. Um, but to see him and and the two minute offense and being able to lead his team with the product that was on the field uh, to a win, uh, he was very clutch last year, and he was very productive in my opinion. I, I, I think it's the first. He was the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for four thousand plus yards and not have a receiver over. 400 or 500 yards right uh, which is absolutely crazy to me um but yeah i mean i think last year um it was kind of a disappointment because of the injuries but i think the biggest disappointment was carson wentz going down in that in that playoff game because i think he would have got his first playoff win so
1: yeah i feel really
2: bad for carson because
1: i felt like the biggest thing that he's heard in his ear the last two years of injuries and you and no matter he's got a ring yes but you'll always hear that Nick, Nick Foles will always get the credit, um, you know, for that championship, despite how well Carson played leading up into, um, yeah. you know, leading up into the playoffs before he got. He was the MVP candidate, if not maybe the MVP. He was in top two uh, in, in that race leading up to that. So I always felt bad for him for that. And I want to see him do well, uh, but then yeah. the Eagles go and get Jalen Hurd in uh, Jalen Hurd in the second round ra- uh, in the second round of the draft. A lot of people are like uh oh uh oh now as a fellow person as a yeah right as a fellow person who has to deal with <laughs> uh, uh a first wow. round quarterback yeah. being selected uh yeah. and then your your star quarterback is being you know put <clears throat> on notice at least by fans and sports commentators and all that stuff
2: yeah. it, it
1: does give you a little bit of like all right well where where are
2: we going here so 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 for for the Packers, I think it, it I think it it makes more sense for the Packers. It reminds me of the Aaron Rodgers Brett Farb situation. It really? really does. I still think Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, and I think he has a few years left in a, at a top playing at a top level. And with the way the rules are now, when it comes to the quarterback, he may be be able to extend you know his, his longevity in the NFL. Um, so I don't I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play bad. So I don't I don't think you're going to see any heat from the backup quarterback. I think it's going to be whenever Aaron Rodgers time to go, you're going to have that backup quarterback to to step up and um so it makes more sense because of Aaron Rodgers age what the Packers did. Um for the Eagles uh not so much man. I mean I I unless they have true injury concern history with Carson Wentz, which is granted. Um Jalen Hurts, I've always liked Jalen Hurts. So when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, I was like, "Oh, you know that you're right, me against, right. <laughs> against, against my well wishes I, I i mean obviously i think if you put him in a quarterback competition i think Carson Wentz wins that competition easily right. i think Jalen Hurts is not a very accurate quarterback a very good throwing quarterback but he can develop into one and i think jalen the, the good thing about jalen hurts is he's always been a leader he's always with everything that he went through in alabama he always did the right thing and he went to oklahoma and had a great great uh season with the Sooners. So I think he's a great player. And I think he's a good quarterback. Um, I just think that with the Eagles needs and what they needed, I didn't I didn't really agree with what they did. And even the first round pick I wasn't high on on Jalen Rager and I, hopefully I'm wrong on, on that. Um, but uh, w- as far as Jalen Hurts, uh, I don't I don't understand that too much. I thought there was too many needs, especially at the linebacker position um, that the Eagles could have went out and got
1: yeah uh you know it, for me it was just like i think we almost kind of had the same needs uh i think both teams probably could have used the back or quarterback which we now have I mean, when you look in hindsight we both needed receivers we didn't even think about getting a receiver we just said we're going to do everything else i i'm whatever and then uh <laughs> then uh you know linebacker was also a need uh so i think like yeah, you know, I'm trying to stay humble and just say, okay, maybe these guys know what they're doing. We'll see. Uh, we'll see when the season starts <laughs> we'll see when the season starts to yeah. see if, if, if we get our season, hopefully we'll I see hope what so. how, yeah, I know. Right. hopefully we'll get to see everything um, that uh, comes in fruition from there.
2: Now, and ladies a, and they gentlemen, got of, they got a lot of stuff they got to figure out. With right. Coverage. Exactly. So
1: hopefully they get it together. We're just hoping that we'll be able to uh, be a game so we can bring you coverage. So hope fingers so. crossed. Eyes, you know, you name it. Fingers crossed, eyes crossed, whatever. Knees crossed, ankles crossed. Hey man, just gotta, I'll know, tell you what.
2: While we're on that, the pictures you take at those Redskins games, man, those are amazing shots. You do a great job at that, man. Oh man, I I tell you what, a lot
1: of a lot of practice, a lot of help from people in the industry. Um, you know, my wife so is a Chris. photographer. Yeah, so I I'm, 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 I'm trying, like, man. Hey, I tell you what, some of the best pictures I took probably were in the Eagles game last year.
2: I, I was just about to say that. I'm yeah, like, I so many- I
1: think I think the Eagles game had some decent one, really good Lions game. The Eagles and the Patriots game for me was probably the best two games that I took pictures at last year. Perfect yeah. weather, uh, perfect settings. The, New England was probably the best overall. Um, but mm-hmm. I took I felt like my Eagles pitches last year were really but the last two years because even the year before when Nelson Aguilar did the the wave goodbye, which I was still one of my favorite pictures I've taken. Uh, yeah. and he after, you know, all the Eagles fans are in, he's waving goodbye to the Redskin fans, I still think that's one of my favorite pitches and I, I have that as well. Unless probably one of my top ten because he's just oh, like, yeah. and he that's a great he pick. scored yeah, he scored two touchdowns in that game. He was, you know, when he was on his, you know, high of highs. So I, yeah, I I appreciate that, brother, because that's something that I've, I've worked Perfect. hard at, and I'm trying to get better at as we go. <laughs> well, great job, great job. All right, everybody. Now it is time for my favorite segment of the show. It's time for quick ones. Yes. All oh, right, man. Mike. Oh yeah, Mike. Are you ready for the Mike Bish edition of quick ones?
2: I think so. I think so. We'll see.
1: You feel pretty confident. Okay. All right. Let's see how we do this. All right, everybody. First one, quick ones. Mike, are you ready? <laughs> let's get it. All right, here we go. First one. Top three Netflix movies
2: slash shows. All right. Uh, I'll do shows. Uh, Stranger Things, Lock and Key. Oh! Uh... <laughs> I knew, I knew, <laughs> <man. laughs> man yeah i know i'm missing something too that i'm gonna be like man um, strange so stranger things lock and key and then i'll go um god i'm missing something i know i am
1: it's it's gonna bother you i know
2: <laughs> i'll i'll just say i'll say you but i know that's wrong so, I'll You, say, I'll you say, know
1: it's wrong, but that's the first one that came to I'm missing,
2: <laughs> you. I'm missing something big, and I'm gonna be right. mad at myself.
1: You're gonna be mad at yourself later. You'll be watching this, and you'll be like, <laughs>
2: "Now because I know I was, it's not. I know yeah. it's not."
1: Now I've never had it. I've I've seen some of the previews for Lock and Key, but that's something I definitely want to get into. So I'm gonna have to definitely jump on that soon.
2: And I, it looks like it can be really good, and I, I'm gonna have to jump on that. See, I, it took me a while to jump on it because I, I didn't I didn't like the previews. And then when I watched it, I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That might be enough for me. That might sway me. It's good. It's
1: good. That might sway me. All right. Next one. Number two, greatest sports moment.
2: Oh, let's go back. I got one. It's a mini series. Sorry. Oh, you got one. You got one. Okay. what you got? So it's a mini series. It's when they see us. Okay. So So when they see us. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen, if you know what that is, but it's, um, uh this it's about the central park five where the five oh, yes. got it's a mini series so, yes i ha- i have yeah, seen that. I I have that, seen in that. There. sad okay. it's sad but it's it's worth watching
1: actually yeah I did see that I did see I forgot what the title was but I did watch it it was it was it was heartbreaking it, it was definitely heartbreaking it makes you you know really it's just another thing about what's going on now and you say okay you know just yeah, I mean that's what that is. But all right, so number two,
2: greatest sports moment. <laughs> Super Bowl, easy, <laughs> hands down, hands down. Appreciate yeah. you hosting that, by the way. Oh, no
1: problem, no problem. I said, I, I think I, I kept, when I was coming up, I said I'm pretty sure that I was there for that that greatest sports moment. That was that was a pretty good deal, right yeah. there. Yeah, I'm glad I was able Not to problem. host. I'm glad I was able to host you for that moment. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah,
2: man, it was, wow, what a night. What a stressful night.
1: <laughs> yeah, you had me worried, man. Yeah. You were sweating that last 5 minutes. Actually, probably yeah. the last quarter. That last quarter last you had quarter. Your, you had your head down like this for the yeah. your, for at least I did. Yeah, you had your head down for like the whole 15 minutes. You popped up yeah. every now and then was like, "Okay, and then you yeah. were back there."
2: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Number three worst sports moment
2: Worst sports moment, um It's it's gonna be with the Eagles again uh, losing the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots in 2004 uh, I was I was a kid. I cried then too. I was super depressed right. um, But yeah, it, it'll be it would be that
1: for sure uh, So the Eagles are involved in one of my worst sports moments. I got my top two Probably involve the Packers, and one is the 2015 NFC Championship game. I know I talked about it on other shows, but I, you know, I get I get upset every time I think about it. Uh, and then I would say four for twenty six. No matter how old I get, we four were six, we were a four for twenty six will bother me forever because we had an opportunity. It was four from one, and we should have went for it. And we were in field position, and we decided not to. We decided to punt. We get the Eagles in the spot. I'm like, we got them, we got them. We just, we just got to stop. It's four for 26. Now, Freddie Mitchell, I just want to thank my hands. I can hear it. I can hear it in my head.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I think, I think another one for me would be uh, um, when Brian Dawkins left the Eagles. Um, The Eagles just let him walk, man. I was my favorite player of all time. So that was super upsetting. And then if you want to throw Kobe's death in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can throw that in there i mean i don't know i know you said sports moment but that was um it's tough. that was very, that was very tough I, for I, I, me i think i'm
1: still kind of shocked over that. i mean it doesn't even feel real it's been almost it's been six months almost Man, six I, was months.
2: At, I was at lunch with my um aunt from north carolina she was up and um i just remember i couldn't eat i couldn't finish my food i was um i started to tear up and i'm like and it's crazy because it's like you know, I loved Michael Jackson. I, I loved all these other, you know, famous people that died. And, right. you know, I was never really the biggest Kobe fan. I was always a LeBron guy. But the right. older I got and, you know, Kobe was from Philly. And, you know, I started to study him and his game more. And, you know, and everything that he was doing after basketball, um, it was just crazy. I was, yeah. that, that affected me pretty bad. Yeah, I think you just – you hit it right on the uh, head. I mean, I think same thing
1: for me. I was <laughs> – I think I was at the Richmond women's basketball game and I was uh, doing coverage there for their game. And I, I remember as it happened, I just sat there and said to myself, wow, like I thought it was fake. Cause it, you know, you get all these notifications oh, on yeah. the phone and I'm like, that's, that, that doesn't even sound right. So for me, I, I remember going at halftime and I, you know, and I kinda was doing my halftime spill and that's when it was officialized. So in the middle of my live, I found out that it had passed and I, you know, I had a chance to, you know, speak on it, but it was probably one of the toughest things I ever speak on because it's unthinkable, you know, guy like Kobe Bryant, young guy, you like, okay, you know, at least 60 plus you think, okay, no, if, that, no. if that happens, yeah. that's, that's down the road. You're not even thinking about that right now. So that, that yeah. was definitely a tough one.
2: And when things shock you like that out of the blue, it, you know, you don't know how you're going to feel. And no. I was, I, I was shocked with the way I reacted, man. I, didn't, I honestly, I didn't, obviously it's such a sad so- story and, and, tragedy i I didn't think it would affect me that much but it did man it was it was terrible yeah i still it's it's still gonna take me a while to kind of
1: really get over the fact that it happened last one man here on quick ones worst ice cream you've ever had uh mint chocolate
2: anything
1: oh mint chocolate chocolate. i had
2: a feeling Yeah, mint. Nah, I don't do. I don't do that. I don't do that. I thought you were gonna say pistachio or something at first. <laughs> uh, I have to go to mint ice cream. I had to. I don't. I, for some reason I don't. I don't. I don't like. Pe- I don't like that peppermint flavor. That's that weird. Andy mint flavor. I, I just don't like my, it. So, man, especially youngest, in ice cream. My youngest daughter loves mint chocolate ice cream. I don't know man, where I she had, did that from. I had friends in high school that would would come into math class and. They would joke on me about it. They'll turn around and ugh, wrap wrapper open and I'm like that. You like want some? Maybe six No, six. bro,
1: I'm solid. <laughs> I don't want none of that nasty stuff.
2: That's what I said, man. That's what I said. So.
1: All right, everybody. That was quick ones. Like right, Mike, man. Look, I truly appreciate you coming on, and you know it has yeah, been. Um, you know, like I told you, we talked a little bit before, and I truly appreciate everything um, you've done for me, my network, uh, and 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 getting us going in the, in the field. Uh, And, you know, we'll always be truly appreciative. And and I want to end this on a positive note. And so I got two more for you. And first of all, do you have any projects, any projects coming down the pipe that you want to talk about? Anything that we, we need to get excited for? Anything you got up your sleeve?
2: Um so obviously things are slow right now with like i like i mentioned before with covid as far as you know production on shows and tv shows being shut down so mm-hmm. um you can expect you know breaking news to to come out soon about some shows starting to pick up production and mm-hmm. you know slowly um obviously safety is going to be first among the cast and crew um but things are gonna pick up eventually so definitely be on the lookout for that and um more interviews to come man. i, I got a couple of, of good ones coming up down the line not only with with stranger things cast members but you know things you know people of other tv shows and movies um that are in the works uh so definitely be on the lookout for that uh Netflixlife.com, where you can check that out by the way yeah that's right yeah let
1: them know mike let them know where they can find you baby <laughs> Now, Mike, when it's all said and done, man, you've you've been in the journalism field. You know, you're one of the people like myself who kind of started from you. You started from a start from a you know I, was, I guess the bottom here with LA fans stuff. But you started yeah, from yeah, a yeah. spot, and you've been able to climb up. Uh, you know, tell us what type of legacy do you want to leave behind? I mean, you know, when it comes to uh, journalism, like what type of um, legacy do when people say, "Man, Mike Bish," what do you want people to say about you?
2: Well, first off, uh, I guess I should start by saying, um, goal-wise, man, I just want to—I want to be able to come, become a better writer and, and perfect my craft as much as possible going forward. And. Uh, That's really what I'm working on, you know, I want to get to a point where I'm such a good writer, where maybe uh, I can I can write a small book or I can get on a major, you know, a major journalism place. Obviously, Netflix is huge, but maybe like The New York Times or something like that. I I, I like the movie. I like the whole movie and TV scene. So it would take a lot for me to leave Netflix. But if I could maybe, you know, go over to something as far as script writing or book writing. And I know that's that's totally different than what I do now. So. When it comes so that's why I say perfect my craft and become a better writer and and progress in my work is something that I'm really working on. But as far as legacy wise, man, I just want uh I want people to just look back and be like, you know, he was a great writer. He was a good writer. He was always a hard worker. Um And obviously, you know, like I said, there's nothing more rewarding and you know that once you know pushing you to go harder and, and keep going and to perfect that craft and you know then seeing people appreciate your work whether negative or positive um as long as they're reacting to it you're you're um you're sparking some type of fuse in them um that makes them want to click on your work and, and share your work and read your work um i got a consistent following now and that's something that i want to continue to grow and uh just continuing to grow man in all aspects of life but especially uh, when it comes to my writing is 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 definitely a goal. All right, hey ladies and gentlemen, my man, the myth. I call him a
1: legend. I don't care. He's like you saying all the time, no man, because I I talk to great people, man, and I try uh, every person that I bring on here are people that I admire. I'm not ashamed to say it just because I'm in this business. You know, I'm not. You know, I, there's people that I admire, people that have done great things uh, in the industry and in journalism and sports, whatever. You know, I'm I, here on one on one. We're gonna bring you people that I truly. Uh, care about and truly admire and people that i think that can really uh you know bring you good insight and of course here now than my man michael bish michael i appreciate you bro for coming on episode uh 10 here on
2: 101 man i truly appreciate you brother listen man thank you for having me i I'll, I'll always be willing to come on and talk with you man to see you grow and, and what you've done with the legacy maker uh sports network man is tremendous like it's hard for me to even put into words to to see where it is now man but you've you've worked your butt off man and, and you and everybody a part of that a part of that team deserve everything that you have and everything that you uh that's down the line that that's coming uh because things are getting better things are only going to get better for y'all man so keep grinding man you're doing your thing man i'm proud of you I appreciate man. it man i appreciate it man I, you don't know how uh how, the, how much those
1: words mean to me, man. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. All right, everybody. That's my man, Mike Bish. This is episode 10 of One on One. We got some special ones coming up here in the next couple of days. I'm not even gonna tell you who's coming on. You'll see it when the time comes. I truly, truly appreciate you all. This is the Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports Network, episode 10 of One on One, the Michael Bish edition. We'll see you guys next time. One,
0: one, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one. -one. When When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the 101. on When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth, then I give them the scoop. Hey. If anybody got a question, I give hey. them the hey. food. Hey. Hey. Welcome to one-on-one at Legacy Maker Sports Network.